This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and it's the day after Thanksgiving. I know, you're probably out shopping. You're not listening to Donna Otto and Modern Homemakers, but I've taken this passage of time in November to talk about things that are essential to us as women, wives, mothers. I'm talking about things like marriage in the next few days. I want to talk to you about something I discovered many, many years ago, many decades ago. Your husband is not the enemy. And during the rush of the season, I think sometimes our husbands look like, feel like we want to accuse them of being the enemy, or our children, or the budget, or whatever. So today I want to talk to you simply about having a change of heart. How do we affect a change of heart? How does God come in and spiritually form us so we look different, so that there is change. I believe that God's in the business of changing us, changing and rearranging. That is what he loves to do. That is what he's capable of doing. And that's what we surrender ourselves to. I surrender myself to God, that I'm not the Donna Otto that Donna Otto would have been without God. Well, the word spiritual formation is quite a popular phrase the last 40 or 50 years. And some years ago, there was a course that I listened to. It was so powerful to me, and the words were very simple. Change my heart, O God. Make it ever new. Change my heart, O God. May I be like you. And that was repeated several times. And then the last phrase was, this time change my heart. This time, this day, this season, this preparation for the birth of Christ. Change our hearts, O God. Make us ever new. This time, God, change my heart. It's a prayer I often pray, and it's often because I have a a need for myself uh, to have change. It, I, I think there was a time when I was a younger woman that I looked forward to the time when, oh, good, I'll be changed. You know, I, I had this notion that I would make an adjustment. God would empower, uh, would change who I was, and, and then I'd, and I'd be done, and then I'd go on. It, it doesn't work like that, does it? We are always being formed and reformed. In our spiritual matters, our forming and reforming have a lot of our what we're willing to do. It's heart-wrenchingly true to me that there have been numbers of times that I've cried from my heart, and I've heard many others say, change me, change me, I want something new. Well, Will Rogers used to say, everyone's in favor of progress, but no one wants to change. Because Lewis will tell you, that change is disruptive and expanding. And I don't know what city, town, or country you live in, and I don't know if it'll be available on the internet soon, but there was a new film just recently released called The Reluctant Convert, which is a piece of insight into C.S. Lewis and how he came to faith. If you see it, uh, can watch it, I'd encourage you to do that. 
Well, what does change really mean? It means to make or become different. To make or become different. We can have an injection of Botox and we can make and become something different. We can eat a ton of food and become different. We can stop eating a ton of food and we become different. We can watch many series on television and we become different. We can take a class and we become different. But this is about changing your heart. There are a lot of things that we can change. A lot of things we have control over. I think God wants to change our heart, and he wants to be in charge of the changing of our heart. God uses the word heart over and over to describe the center, the core of who he is and who we are and how we can be changed. It starts in the heart and it ends in the heart. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, the scripture tells us that you are to keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Some versions say guard your heart or watch over your heart with all diligence. Have you ever had that experience where something comes out of your heart through your mouth and you love it? Or what's that television show? The dress, love the dress, like the dress, hate the dress. I don't know what the show is called. But have you ever had something that surprised you when it came out of your mouth? I have both for good and not so good. That is what the proverb is talking about. You keep your heart with all vigilance. Watch what you put in it. Watch what, because it flows through you the springs of life. In the Sermon on the Mount, we are not just, it's not just enough to be told, do not kill. He says, do not even hate. Uh, It wasn't the Ten Commandments being reissued, thou shalt not kill. It was, thou shalt not hate. And if you hate, it's like killing. Well, these are things from our heart. We all have a human spirit. It's already formed in its fundamental aspect of for all of us. But the choices we have made, the events we have lived through, the past, what is coming in the future, are all a part of our formation. And I'm talking about spiritual formation. And spiritual formation is really about transformation. Not everything can promise transformation. But relationship with God can promise transformation. And in Paul's writing to the Corinth church, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, he says, And all of us with veiled faces seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit of God. We are being transformed. We can go from one image to another image, to one degree of glory, being transformed into His image. In all things we are, we can be transformed. A teachable person is the best news in town. People often ask me, what is the trait or ingredient about a human being that you admire the most? And I always say the same thing, a teachable spirit, a teachable spirit. Because if I get to the place where there's nothing left for me to learn, and you tell me, I know that, I know that, I know that. And especially when someone says, I know that, I know that, I know that, but they came to tell me 
about what a mess their life was in. I want to say, stop, stop the madness. Can we become teachable people? Can we have our heart changed? I believe that God gives us every inclination and every indication that he wants to change our heart, and our hearts can be changed, and our life can be changed. My life has been changed by so many opportunities to surrender to Christ and say, I need a new part of that heart of mine, Lord. I need it to be reworked. So if our life is a product, a result of what we've lived through in the depths of our being, in our spirit, will, and heart, a place where we make our choices and take action, is why things happen to us. Pause for a minute and try to think about the circumstances of any situation in your life, in our community, in life in the world. Think about it, just for a minute. You got one? Okay, I've got one. He's a young friend. He's 53 years old. He's in the hospital, <clears throat> not with COVID, not with any flus, not with any current disruptions. He's in the hospital because he has made a series of choices one at a time that caused him to become an alcoholic. <clears throat> Where he lived, who he hung out with, what he ate, and what he drank caused him to be in the hospital right now. He's 53 years old. They believe that the damage that is caused to his body is in part reversible. But he has to change. He has to change. If he doesn't change, he's going to die. And I've thought about that so much because I think I don't really get that option. I, I don't feel like ever God has said, okay, now Otto, if you don't change right here, you're going to die. This guy's in the hospital and the doctor's saying to him, if you don't make these decisions starting the moment you leave this place, you're going to die. Well, I puts a lot of responsibility on them. It's not that the body drives us, but we have a spirit that is being formed in us, and the spirit drives our body. So the spirit formed in him was his desire to be a part of this world, who he hung out with, what he ate, what he drank. And now it's taking his life. The human spirit is inescapable fundamentally an aspect of every human being, and it takes on whatever character that our experiences and choices give us. That's what it means for our spirits to be formed. Dallas Willard says that this is what it means for our spirits to be formed, that this spirit is inescapable, and it has a fundamental aspect to all of us. But we have a choice. We have a choice to abide in that verse in Proverbs, which very clearly tells us that we keep our heart without vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. So how are you keeping your heart? What are you letting into your heart? What are you mulling on? What are you forgiving? What are you not forgiving? What are you holding on to? What are you carrying a grudge about? What do you wish was different so much that it consumes you. We are almost totally a result of what we become in our being, in our spirit and our heart. From our heart, we see our world. We interpret reality and we make choices. We take action. We live from our depths. Things just don't happen. 
things just don't happen to us. Think of the world that we live in. Wars, epidemics, famine, greed, addiction, crime. They are almost all of them an outcome of human choices. Right now, our country is facing the entire issue of environmental issues. I don't talk subjects here in the podcast that are typically national or international, but I've been thinking about what the scripture says about the earth and that the earth was given to us for us to live on, but who gave it to us? God. Who created it? God. How do I know what the rules are if I generally don't understand in my heart that what I'm doing is intentionally willful and I'm determined to have what I want at all cost? That just violates the Beatitudes we just talked about. It just violates what the scripture says that we're to love um, him and to love others. Well, if I love others, I'm not going to steal all the water. I, I just saw a television a news report about the stealing of water in California, that those uh, individuals who have set up uh, marijuana farms on land that is uninhabited, and they're, they're planting it, but they have to have water to water, and they're stealing water from all sorts of resources to water the marijuana plants that they planted on somebody else's land. And I, I just smiled at it. I thought, well, of course, if you're going to steal someone's land and you're going to plant something, I don't know, you have to have a permit to plant more marijuana or not. I know it's legal in most places. And then you have to steal water for it. And I think there it is, this perfect perpetual cycle. Well, choices matter. Choices Matter, and I'm very proud of a series of Choices Matter videos that I did some years ago. They are available on our website. They're divided into four sections. Choices Matter for you as a woman. Choices Matter for you as a wife. Choices Matter for you <clears throat> as a mother. And Choices Matter for you as a homemaker. And they are lessons that I, as I said before, I'm proud to offer them to you. They will help you look at the choices you're making and look at some alternate choices and carefully cultivate a heart that will allow the grace of God to help you. We are not totally in charge of this. This is not just because I decide I'm going to do this. The Spirit of God comes and gives us power and wisdom. 1 Corinthians one twenty four, Power and the wisdom of God in the circumstances. I want his wisdom and his power, not my own. The Sermon on the Mount tells us to seek first the kingdom. Not when you are in the middle, but to seek it first. Not when you're in a jam and say, Oh my, I need help in this jam that I got myself into. But seek him and seek the kingdom first. And then that wonderful old children's song, the wise man built his house upon the rock, the wise man built his house upon the rock, and the rain came tumbling down, and the foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the rains came tumbling down. And we know how that song ends. The foolish man's house built on the sand is collapsed. And the wise man who builds his house on the rock, the wise woman who lets her heart be changed by Jesus the rock, by the Father, Son, and Spirit. The spiritual place, the heart, where thoughts live, where choices come from, and where actions take place. Hope in change. Hope in change. Put your hope in change. Recognize that your heart 
can be changed. Don't panic about it. Don't expect it to happen overnight, but continue to invest in changing your heart in the ways that God gives you strength to do. I just ask you one question as we leave this time. Are you aware of some differences in what you think and feel, what you say you know or believe, and in what you do? That's a duplicity that happens to all of us. I know and feel that I always want to tell the truth. And then I hear myself telling a lie and I think, change my heart. Oh God, make it ever new. This time, change my heart. I'm Donna Otto and this is Modern Homemakers. And it is my sincere prayer that you will open yourself to God the Father, Son, and Spirit for changes that will last a lifetime. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of asking for change in your heart.